0: Anything, as far as the the fan interaction goes, we we try to do it. It's it's been a huge help going from our old board to the new board just in telling the story of the game because there were so many things that we couldn't tell with the old fixed digit board and an undersized uh, video display that now we can.
1: Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. I'm Justin Oxner here with Matt Anderson. Today we're joined by Bradley Field, Director of Marketing and Promotions for the Arkansas Travelers. He shares his experience of joining the team, bringing the new video board presentation together, how his team works on game days, and much more. And we're here today with Bradley. Bradley, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing pretty good. Matt's across the table from me, as always. How you doing, Matt? (laughs) I'm doing good, Justin. Thanks. All right. Bradley, um, we'd like to hear a little bit about you to start so that our listeners can understand who we're talking to today. Can you give us a little bit of your history and how you got to the position you're at today with the Arkansas Travelers?
0: Sure. So I started in the sports industry in 2012. Uh, Right out of college, I was able to network my way into a job with the Jackson Generals. Uh, who at that point were the A affiliate of the Seattle Mariners, so I'm, I'm kind of in the in the, new, in the same boat, just in a, a new body of water right now. Um, but I was I was there for two seasons. I started out as an intern under the radio broadcaster. I did some radio in college and thought that would be something. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, I ended up doing more press box and TV related stuff than I ever did on the radio. So they hired me full time to basically hit that up in Jackson. Um, we got a new video board while we were there. It was not a Daktronics product, uh, but that was my first experience with uh, you know a large display like that. Um, I was there for two seasons. I moved close to Memphis to work for the Mississippi River Kings of the Southern Professional Hockey League. Was there for, for five seasons uh, in various capacities, mainly game operations, uh, graphic design, video production, that sort of thing. That was my first experience with a Daktronics system, although I kind of had to go through our building management to do anything with it. So I still, I still was able to experience the product, but I didn't really get the hands-on that I wanted with that. Um, after that, I went to work for uh, Memphis Nine Hundred One FC of the USL Championship in downtown Memphis. Same uh, ownership at, at the time and the same building as the Memphis Redbirds. So I was kind of back in baseball, and I was, it was the first time I actually got hands-on experience with. Daktronics, show control, display studio, all that sort of stuff. That job ended with COVID. I ended up with the Arkansas Travelers in the middle of the 2021 season and uh, have been here ever since in, again, various capacities, other duties as assigned. Uh was here when the new Daktronics board was put in before the 2022 season, and uh, we've we've enjoyed
2: it. That's awesome. I, so this is almost sounds like a... I say sometimes when we interview athletic directors, they talk about how they go between so many different colleges. Yeah. And you've kind of been yeah. getting a lot of different experience from a lot of different teams around the country and stuff. Is there, I mean, were you always just a sports fan even before this? Like, was there a certain sport you always liked or kind of, I mean, it's, I always ask cause it sounds like the merging of possibly a, sure. a interest and a, and a career path. Right. Right. Sure. I mean, when,
0: when I was, you know, little, there was a minor league baseball team that, Moved in near where I lived. It actually, ended up being the Jackson Generals. So At that time they were the West Ten Diamond Jacks. And so my first love was baseball. Um, you know, thought, oh, I'm going to play baseball. And then I played baseball and realized I'm not going to play ba- baseball professionally. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I ended up, yeah. So I ended up getting you know more experience with other sports, doing PA announcing in high school for like basketball and football and that sort of thing. Um, when I went to college, I did radio for all four years. Did play-by-play for basketball. Uh, did a little bit of baseball, but wasn't very good at, at the baseball part of it. Just because you have to talk, you have, you have to have a story to make it interesting. Now, now that you have a pitch clock, you don't have as much time to fill. But like yeah. goodness, doing doing baseball and having no firsthand experience, and you know, not being a thin, stilly type with fifty years worth of stories, is like, what do I talk about while well, nothing happens uh, in, in this baseball game? So, yeah, I've, I've always loved sports. You know, I've I've been blessed to work in three different sports now. Uh, and get that, that very experience. It's, it's always funny going into an office of people who have only worked in one sport and like, you know, this is how we've always done it in, in baseball or whatever. And I go, well, in soccer, we did this and in hockey, we did this. And, you know, why is this the way it is? Because in this sport. So yeah, it, it's a little bit of a college vibe, but I, I just don't have to do the 19 sports at once. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure I could ever do that type of thing, even, you know, three or four sports at a time. It was hard enough doing, um, you know, Stuff for a soccer team, while also having to pull tarp for a baseball team. So
2: I think I um, ask that to every athletic director we have on is yeah. like, how do you handle this many different <laughs> sports, especially in the crossover seasons? I don't, I don't understand yeah. it.
1: Yeah, but and now I, you're with the the Arkansas Travelers, right? And you you're you're focused on one. And what's that kind of game day like? That atmosphere? I mean, it, we're talking minor league baseball, right? What level of that play is that? And what kind of things are you implementing there?
0: Sure. So we are the AA affiliate of the Seattle Mariners. Um, the way the Mariners operate, we, we actually get a fair number of prospects. So uh, at any given time, one of our players could get called up, not just to AAA Tacoma, but you know, all the way to Seattle. So we have several pitchers that started the 2023 season with us that are now on the big league squad. We have a couple of hitters that over the last few years are in Seattle. Julio, Julio Rodriguez, who everyone knows from the Home Run Derby last year, mm-hmm. uh, especially he was here in 2021. He wasn't here when I first got here because he was off playing in something called the Olympics. Uh, so, so like our our level of play is is pretty fun. Um, it's just a couple steps down from the majors. Uh, as far as the Travelers go, this this franchise has been here continuously since the '60s. But there's been a team of some kind called the Travelers uh, in in Little Rock and North Little Rock since 1901, uh, just with a, a couple of blips here and there. So we we recognize 1901 is like that's that's when the Travelers started. So we're approaching 125 seasons here. In, uh, in Little Rock as the travelers
2: okay and I'm thinking even with other minor league teams we always hear that say they get away with more than when we talk, like when we talk to major league baseball team they'll say like yeah they can get away with more down in the minor leagues of game day production and things like that because um, it's always <laughs> about the fun and creating a fun yeah. atmosphere around there but even with you saying, you guys get a lot of different uh, prospects with the Mariners. How, how is that game the atmosphere like? Is it kind of serious, kind of fun, or is it all fun?
0: Oh, no, we, we, we keep it light. We keep it fun because cool. um, you never fully have control of what the team is going to do. Um, you know, we can't – no one from our office can go to the Mariners and go, hey, you need to start so-and-so over this guy because that's just not the way it works at this level <laughs> yeah. of, of baseball. And, and at the same time, like, we have the challenge of being a Seattle affiliate in the middle of Arkansas uh, as opposed to being – an affiliate of a, of a team closer by so yeah um we we can't depend on just the, the baseball alone to bring people in it's a huge draw we've had a team here forever uh so that's definitely part of it but we can't we can't depend on that being the only thing uh just because of the lack of proximity to our affiliate so we definitely keep things light we keep things entertaining I and mean, we we try to sprinkle in, i mean we had a, a salute to seattle night for the last two seasons where we you know dress up like the mariners in, in, uh, navy and navy in northwest green have special jerseys, play special music, and stuff. Oh, nice! Um, so we don't we don't ignore it, but at the same time, that that's not the the primary draw mm-hmm.
1: for right.
0: the bulk of our
1: fans. So when you're keeping it light and having fun, obviously you've got different activities that you've got on the field or fan activations or things like that. But you probably also include this this video board that you have now. Can you tell us a little bit about maybe how you incorporate that into the game day?
0: Sure. Um, it, it's nice having a nice big canvas out in left field uh, for live video. Uh, for you know your, your helmet uh, shuffles, your hat shuffles, that sort of thing. Um, we do integrations with social media, have fans do hashtag AR Travs and we throw photos on the board a couple times a game. It, anything as far as the, the fan interaction goes, we, we try to do it. It's, it's been a huge help going from our old board to the new board just in telling the story of the game because there were so many things that we couldn't tell with the old fixed digit board and an undersized uh, video display now we can like we can put pitch count up there uh we can put you know we have room for other stats we have i, I think one of the most underrated stats in baseball is left on base like you can tell me you know runs errors that's great but like how many opportunities did you swander on the base test yeah <laughs> um, that, that tells the story of the game almost as much as hits does so um both for the entertainment and the the information it's it's been huge having this uh this new display
2: Yeah, that's great. And you may have to remind me a little bit too, Bradley, of kind of the timing of everything from when you joined the Travelers to when this board got installed. Did you have a lot of experience with the previous one or you kind of came in right around the time that a new one was going up?
0: I I came in when we were still, we we were mid-season in 2021. So I was hired in June. Um, I didn't get a chance to move here and actually start working until mid-July of 2021. But like, in, in my interview, it was Hey, here's the role. Here's what you'd be doing. Also, we're getting all this new equipment, and uh, you get to help set it up for 2022. I thought, great, that's fantastic. Um, and then I saw what we were dealing with when I got here, and it was uh, a lot of equipment that was past its prime. Not just the the uh, scoreboard, video board that we had, but also a lot of our production equipment uh, was analog and uh, mm. running off of old security cameras and stuff like that. So we were getting, you know, a brand new TriCaster and and Replay Machine and all these other things for our MILB TV stuff, which thankfully came in at the same time as the video board. So we can put an actual good picture of live stuff on uh, the Travstron as I started calling it. So, um, (laughs) but as far as timeline goes, like I came in and yes, we're getting new stuff. Um, here are the quotes that I have. What insights do you have on this stuff? And I go, well, I think there were three or four different quotes from companies. And I was like, I've never heard of them. That's a nice looking board. The specs look good. What do you, what do they have to actually run the content on? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, we need to figure that out. <laughs> I've heard of that company. That board looks good. What are we running that content on? Okay. I, I don't know about that one. Nexronix. I know that one. Okay. Good. Display studio. Okay. This one will work.
2: <laughs> <laughs> getting getting I, content I know- on the board is important. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's honestly the most important thing. Cause like, like I said, in Jackson, we had a brand new board when I was there in 2012, 2013. I can't remember which season it was now. And it was nice. It was the best thing they, they'd ever had at the time, but playing content, I don't remember what program it was, but they had to like drag a video clip from a hot, from a bucket to a layer that had to be turned on in order to play. It, it was like, it, there was no one button that is playing and then it's done. Hmm. Huh. And like, if it was set on loop, you're just screwed. Like, you know, <laughs> it sounds like live so was, editing
1: during the middle of a game production. It very much was. Okay, Interesting. Uh, and we,
0: and, thanks, and thankfully we had some good operators who who kind of were able to rein it in. But it was like this is the least efficient way to do this and still be digital about it. <laughs> like, so, but I, I knew I knew coming in. Like, I'm familiar with how show control, how Display Studio works, how to build a button. Typically, you know, I've, I I had done some running of boards for 901 FC and for the Redbirds, so I knew on the operator side this is easiest. That was my two cents that I gave to, to Rusty at the time, and I said, money wise, I, like I never saw money figures or anything like that. It's like you know, ultimately, do what you need to be done. And thankfully, um, Rusty's like, well, if, if that's if that's what we need, then let's get that. Okay. <laughs> so so it's, it's, let's let's have the best product and know what we're getting as opposed to you know. <laughs> how are we going to put content on the board? I don't know. Or, <laughs>
1: yeah. you know. Right. So when, when you were there, was the project already in motion and you, you kind of came in in the middle of it to kind of help guide certain things? Or, or did you um, hear the inspiration behind it? Was it kind of like, it's it's time? We, you know, we we know that technology has changed and we just need something new? Or was there other I, inspiration there?
0: I saw the inspiration of it because when I got here, there was a, a concern that the video board wouldn't turn on some days. Oh, no. Um, just because it, it was a 15-year-old board that was you know cutting edge at the time it was a it was a fiber run board one of the first of its kind in 2007. um and you know I've, I've seen pictures of the first couple of years and it it looked really good and when i got here there were just you know mods missing there were dead mods at the top of the board um that weren't working anymore they're having to borrow parts just because things were you know not supported in the same way so um you know it was definitely past its prime and needed to be replaced so I, I saw the inspiration, but beyond, you know, beyond what I said of like, how are you putting content on it? I really didn't have much say in it um, in, okay. in the new direction.
1: Yeah, so. it was just time. It was just time for get something yes. new. Yeah.
2: And I can't remember if you said it in the, in the, before the podcast here today, but was that, it's recruiting, but when they asked you to come help out, did you know that you're getting a board before you agreed to the job to go there?
0: <laughs> I, they mentioned it in the interview that you're getting new board <laughs> okay. and you're getting new broadcast stuff so i knew and, and at that point i didn't know the full condition of things um i just knew that they had an old board so
1: yep all right. yeah <laughs> Does did the new board kind of just uh tr- change your approach of coming in and, and designing a game day around it? it was like okay i've got all this shiny brand, new toy. brand new toy to play with yep. is that kind of how you looked at it and said okay now what can i do with this
0: i i spent the last three months of the 2021 season kind of auditing the class and just trying to figure out okay where are we okay um, as far as presentation goes, as far as the video board itself, I've been to a fair number of baseball games and other venues to know, you know, what I like to see on a video board, both in game and between innings. Um, so like, I, I, spent probably the last month of the season on my laptop in, in games, like over with the official scores and stuff, you know, just shooting the bowl and then also designing what the video board was going to look like <laughs> once, once we got to the next April. So um that was kind of my mindset is like i know where we are i know where we need to be let's connect let's connect the dots
2: and that's what justin you're mentioning inspiration and that's kind of what i was curious about as far as layouts and content go. Yeah. it was you know where do you get inspiration for that do you go to a lot of other games out there or is it watching things on tv kind of where do you get some uh some ideas. And I know you've been around to a lot of different ones, so maybe you, you've just gotten them from previous experiences.
1: In previous but, sports.
2: In previous <laughs> sports. Okay, where, where do you go to the, think of maybe these different layout ideas?
0: Um, as far as layout specifics, like when I when I go to a baseball game, a major league game, another minor league game, I if I like the way the board looks, I take a picture of it so I have it. There you go. Um, when, when I found out for sure – Actually, it wasn't even when we decided to go with Dactronics, but when I knew that a new board was coming, I went to the Dactronics website and started looking at past projects and seeing like, okay, this is how so-and-so does it at their spring facility. And this is how, oh, that, that board is new. Oh, that looks good. And just going through like, you know, a lot of the layouts and who's doing something different and novel and useful and, and what's not useful. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of in-person experience and also doing the legwork of, you know, scouting out what teams do online yeah uh there's no small part of com. <laughs> <laughs> our photo
2: right. library is
1: one of the one of the
2: most visited parts of the entire yeah. website so.
1: yeah so you checked oh, yeah. out checked out all those ideas and kind of took pieces that you liked here and there and made it your own
0: exactly great artist steal so I, I was i was definitely being very artistic on your website
1: yeah we call that idea jacking yeah right? uh, hacking idea <laughs> hacking, or either one works i guess yeah you you take the idea you you hack the idea and, and make it your own and and bring it to to your fans and and bring a new experience to them. So, um, even more on that side of things, you're you're building this and running the display. But what's your production team look like on the back end? Is there is there you and a truck full of people or a control room with you and five other people in there? Or what's that look like?
0: So everything is up in the press box. Um, we already had a production room, uh, a scoreboard room, and then all the the game administration stuff and the broadcaster was on on the other end um in the production room I've got my uh director replay operator graphics operator for the broadcast um and then we have three PPZ cameras that we also installed uh going into 2022 and then I have three cameras on tripods high home first base third base and then I have a rover using a a Teradek camera or a, a transmission system so we have Seven cameras in total with five people operating them. Um and then as far as the in park and actual dactronics display, I've had my show control operator in the same room as my PA announcer and my audio person. And and the only thing separating those two rooms is a wall with a window. I i almost I, I keep fooling with the idea of do we need to knock down this wall or not. Uh <laughs> just for just for communication state, yeah. um, but we do have, you know, we, we do have like a, a clear calm between the two rooms. So we're not not talking, but, it's, but sometimes it'd be nice to like turn around and say, Hey, can I please get that replay yeah.
2: uh, instead of, instead of hitting a button to do it. And yeah. even just seeing each other too and being able to point or yeah. any kind of body <laughs> communication. But exactly. And yeah. then of those employees and what, what are they? Are they full-time operators? Do you use students at all? Are they all freelancers is kind of what you said? So
0: they're, they're all, um, part-time game day employees for for the travelers. Some of them are students who do stuff at local colleges. I have several from a university of central Arkansas, which is like 30 minutes up the road. Oh, nice. Um, I've I've got a couple that um, go to school elsewhere, go to like Arkansas state up in Jonesboro. And, you know, they, they come home for the summer to to little rock and they'll work for me Mm. here. Um, I've got some that work for local TV stations. Um, I've got some that work for, um there's a production company in town that does like fishing uh tournaments for large broadcasters hmm. where the bulk of what of their broadcast is basically replay hmm. um because they don't show any of that stuff live you, 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 you can't show fishing live yeah. you have to like yeah. you, you have to you have to capture it tell the story you know, <laughs> yes. kind of like yeah. you do kind of like you do in golf but just less consistent so um and so i've got a couple of guys that are really good at operating the three machine now because they, you know, work for this other company and, and then come here and, you know, it's a little a little more uh predictable of when you're gonna hit a replay for for a home run as opposed to a smallmouth small smallmouth bass being gone. So
2: I am kinda of curious on the student side then too. We we talked to a number of different customers here too on high school, college, minor league professional sports. Is it are you noticing anything when the students are coming in, even they're working at, you know, Central Arkansas, I think you said, is are they having any kind of game day experience as they're coming in? Like, I think I bring this up just because we've been hearing from some colleges, even that high school students, when they come in now, oh yeah, we have a video bar at high school. We've run a replay or we've run cameras before. Are mm-hmm. you, are you seeing any like less of a learning curve from students as they're helping out?
0: Oh yeah. Especially the college kids. Um, I, I don't have any high school kids on the, yep. on, on my roster currently. I do have a couple of camera operators that like just graduated high school, last season uh and so there was a little bit of you know maybe they shot football or basketball before but it was just telling them what to point the camera at for baseball which can be difficult considering it's not as as linear of a sport as uh, as others um but like yeah the college kids coming in they had the experience doing broadcasts at uca um or or elsewhere um and they've they've been great some of them have taught me things uh, frankly yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, no, it's it's always um, interesting to to hear kind of how uh, the makeup of a control room goes and what you've got for your production and you, like you said, seven different cameras, five different operators running them to to present that game day experience. It's really cool to you know get behind the scenes and see because if you're a fan and you come in, you might see the display and see all these different angles, but not think, oh, how did they get that shot or how did they get that view of yeah. this close <laughs> play at the plate to show a replay of right.
0: Yeah, it's, it takes a lot of people and I've, I've, thankfully I thankfully have a very talented group. I actually have, um, so we have the three PTZ cameras. One, one of them is our um, center field camera. That's our primary like you know pitch camera. The other two are on the ends of the dugouts. And I have one operator in particular who, when I interviewed him and I said, hey, do you have any experience with PTZ cameras? He said, yes, I work at the state capitol on our version of C-SPAN.
1: Oh, wow. And,
0: I, and, that's, and that's all I have. And so I have a guy, I have a guy who like all of his presets are based on what district number uh, the the person speaking is from and like he has this, <laughs> all this stuff mapped out I'm like, oh okay, so baseball will be easy for you. <laughs> yeah,
2: no yeah. kidding. <laughs> Slightly more entertaining, so, I think, too. I mean
0: it, it it depends on the state capital, but yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, no, I like that because yeah, I mean I, you talk about how they teach you stuff. I mean, coming in with I was thinking of all the different college experiences because we already mentioned, you know, they could do anything across nineteen sports. But I didn't even think about at a state capital for C-SPAN.
0: Oh yeah, I've I've got people in government. I've got people that do fishing. I've got people who work at you know the local broadcast affiliate. You know, name the network, and we do this morning show and. You know, I've, I've got people from all over the place. It takes all kinds.
1: So. Yeah. So, do you take ideas from all those those people to kind of say, oh, maybe we could implement this, or maybe we could try this, and, and get different content on the display? I
0: mean, yeah. I've got um, one of one of my rovers, for example, is um, he he works he worked at Arkansas State for a while. That's actually how I met him, and then he applied for a job here, and now he's working for like he's completely out of broadcasting, except for with us. But I know he had like a news. Uh, camera background as opposed to a sports camera background. And so he'd be the one that when we do the national anthem, he's like right in the singer's face. Like he's a little more cinematic about it as opposed to, you know, get the coverage. He's like being a little more artsy about it. He's getting low angles and stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I like seeing the different takes that people have on on how to do, how to do the job. Um, I've got one director who, you know, has built in a, a picture in picture Situations when there's a runner on first base, um, okay. and so and so he'll do that for our TV broadcast. That doesn't go on the board necessarily, but he'll do that for our TV broadcast. And we've had people tweet in like, "Hey, this is cool. Why does no one else do this?" You know, we get <laughs> we get bases loaded, and all of a sudden have a three box like he's running red zone of like here's all three guys on base. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so yeah, we've we're we're constantly taking ideas. You know, not me necessarily, but like my part, my my game day staff. They're great.
2: And you mentioned a little bit about broadcasting there too. So, what what is all the other kind of broadcasting that you do there besides just the video board?
0: I'm sorry, say that again. That was
2: yeah. You you mentioned um, you know like uh, broadcasting it out. Is there any other kind of like online streaming or other broadcast elements that you have to the game as well?
0: Yeah. So we're we're doing the typical MILB um, TV broadcast that all the teams do. Um, plus, we're on a Valley Live app for free. So we've got a lot of eyeballs on it. Um, you know, that's the one thing about being a Mariners affiliate in Arkansas is you're gonna have a lot of people in Washington watching us. And I I think it's nice. I think they like having us as the appetizer before the Mariners game starts. Uh, So we'll get a fair, we'll get a fair amount of people who are, you know, watching from Everett and Tacoma and, you know, various places out West um, and, and then tweeting at us, you know, thanks for having this broadcast, that sort of thing. So.
1: Okay, and even when you're doing like you're doing those multiple feeds and different broadcasts and stuff like that, you've got different things on the display. Are there any other uses you have for the display in general, or any other events that happen at the ballpark that you use the display for?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Any, any uh, non-game day event that we have, um, we haven't run a ton of like team-centric events on non-game days, but we, you know, we'll rent the ballpark out for um, events on our concourse, fundraisers, that sort of thing. And people will will come and use the video board for that. So we'll just um, you know if, if they have some sort of photo slideshow they want running, we'll we'll either ask them for a video file to loop on the board or ask for slides that we'll throw into a, a playlist in in show control and and, and go from there. So. Um, yeah. We're freezing the board constantly.
2: And I'm thinking of, i want to kind of touch on maybe the evolution of the content that you've been using since you got the boards. And I know we had talked about previously though, about the, maybe the templates and the creative services group electronics. When you first started out, could you touch on that a little bit?
0: Uh, sure. Yeah. Going into, into 2022, you know, you have a, a brand new slate of, of, uh, of things that you want to do a brand new canvas to work with. Um, I have some experience with doing motion graphics and that sort of thing. And, uh, Enough to be dangerous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> enough, enough to take. Enough to take a template and, and either make it mine or, or make it work. Um, and and yeah, the Vectron creators and folks were, were very helpful in in making stuff for our board. Whether it was um, all the way exported out assets that we could just throw up there, logo treatments, or templates for matchup graphics and motion headshots and all that sort of stuff. Um, that was something that that was a nice thing to know going into 2022. was like we were kind of a little bit of a crunch to get everything built. We had probably two weeks between the board being complete and the first game of the season to actually wow. get everything built. Um, and thankfully, I had I had plans going in for, you know, how the, the game in progress needed to look and that sort of thing. And it was nice to know that I had so much content already built up by Dactronics to help flesh out that show until, until we were like fully at 100%, probably... I mean, we started the season on a Tuesday. We probably didn't get the show where I really wanted it to be for opening night until Friday or Saturday of that week, Um, just kind of the way things went. But it was was still such a huge improvement over what we had in 2021 that no one complained. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) So... And, um, um, and I know we talked yeah. a little bit uh, in the pre-call about how you kind of went about the unveiling of the display. You talked about you oh, had yeah. two weeks to get everything built, but um, there's kind of an interesting story of the unveiling. Can you tell us that and how that went?
0: Sure. Yeah. So the uh, the old board was such a um, a pain point towards the end that it seemed like, especially our higher ups, you know, Rusty, our CEO, and others were just like, you know, I can't wait for this new board to come in. It's going to be great. I'm so done with this old board. Blah blah blah. And so, like, we did the typical, um, you know, GoPro time-lapse video of the board going in and all sort of stuff. And we wanted to get one more bit of content for the board itself, turning it on. And so, I had a GoPro set up on the concourse and had everybody come out from the office to to watch the board be turned on for the first time and throw the logo treatment up there and all that. And um, thankfully, this happened on April 1st. So, we decided... (laughs) so i decided instead of going straight up to here's the logo on the board and look how pretty it is um i took a photo of the old board and i uh sized it to be the proper size of the new board um, where like columns matched up and stuff um and popped it up there with april fools on the on the video board portion of the old of the old display so um get a nice little reaction from from rusty and the crew on that um let, let that bake for a minute, and then put the the logo up there, and everyone was, you know, so excited at that point.
1: Yeah, like okay, okay, we know it's new. This can't be right. This is this looks like the old board. Come <laughs> on. now.
0: <laughs> I might have kept it up like that for a couple hours or so, just because of April Fool's Day. I just we we have a we have a bridge that goes from North Little Rock to Little Rock over the Arkansas River. That's like is on the right field side of our stadium, and so mm-hmm. you can see the board from that bridge oh. in left field. Um, so I just kind of kept it up <laughs> just, to see if, just to see if anyone would notice or say anything and, you know, tweet at us or something and go, hey, uh, I thought you guys were getting a new board. What, what happened?
2: You got to take advantage of that timing. I mean, that's incredible to have that timing down on April 1st for you like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've seen customers like sometimes do the, hey, here's the previous size of the board yeah. and now look at the new one. By I love taking a picture and stretching it to fit. That <laughs> had to look absolutely terrible.
0: Oh, oh, yeah! It was, it 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 was something. I I I definitely caught some crap about it from the from the front office.
1: Oh, that's funny. Well, yeah, it doesn't sound like you guys have too much fun there at all, though. But at least you capitalize when you have the chance, right? (laughs) Um, But we were just talking. We're all business, (laughs) right? Right, straight. Straight business. Got it. <laughs> but uh, you were talking about some of the content a little bit, and that led into this kind of unveiling story. But you you used some uh, templates and made them your own and, and got things up and running. And that was the first year. And I'm sure now that you've had a chance to kind of work with the board for a year that you've got other ideas, did things kind of evolve from there from your content strategy?
0: Sure. Um, the, the bulk of the things that changed from year one to year two honestly had to do with more of the game presentation itself more so than um the entertainment part of it. Um, and again, that's that's kind of where I was just getting more comfortable with okay, what data do I have coming in from DAX stats? What data do I have access to? Um what's actually important. Um, when I was in Memphis, we had a large board in right field that was like, I think like 60 foot by 60 foot. It was massive. And then there was a left field like in the fence display. And so we had all this real estate plus station boards. Um, Here in Arkansas, all I have at this stadium is this uh, still very big board, but it's had the one board. So I had to be, like, economical with what I put up there, how much uh, sponsorship inventory in-game do we have, you know, how much real estate do I have for actual game information, um, what needs to rotate, that sort of thing. So last year, uh, I got the request maybe in May of, like, hey, why don't we have out-of-town schools up there? Like, you know what, that's a good question. And so we started – um kind of fiddling with you know take this out have this rotate have the the score slide in from the left kind of covering where we have ad panels um and then have those ads rotate above the scores and run that for like you know a couple of half innings throughout the game and then and that was last season it was in 2022 this season I had a an usher actually ask Rusty hey is there a way to put who's on base on the board or how many people are on base because from where I am, I can't see the field, but I can see the board mm. go huh? That's not a bad idea. And so I remembered in Memphis on the left field board, we always had like the lineup of the defensive alignment, who was where. Mm-hmm. And then if there was a guy on base, you put his name at first, second, third. And so we just took that same principle from the out town school board and go, well, if we can automate that to come in when someone's on base, then we can have that slide in. So we don't, you know, completely cover that advertising, just have it rotate or have it shrink or something, Um, have the defensive alignment come in. So I just have the jersey numbers of of the fielders. And then I have the last names of who's on first, second, and third. And, you know, that's, it's just those little touches that, you know, you might see somewhere for a a place with a thousand boards. Mm -hmm. You know, you get that overwhelming, uh, something that would be overwhelming in a ballpark of our size. It works in other places, but you can't exactly do that here or we haven't yet, Uh, but it's it's nice to be able to get that pertinent information out to people in-game especially.
2: And then kind of moving on to, I mean, you even mentioned, you know, how how some of that stuff may affect ads, but thinking of sponsorships in general, right? So even going from, I'm thinking the first year when this board was put in because, I mean, you mentioned the old one was past its prime, sometimes didn't turn on, had to move things Mm -hmm. around for certain sections to load up. Um, How was it like from the sponsorship side? I got to imagine that they went – when you're going from something like that to a brand new display, I mean, were they just coming to you guys flooded with ideas and stuff or kind of, how did you handle the sponsorship aspect knowing that they can do so much more now with the new display?
0: So the way we've operated these past two seasons hasn't been as much going to the sponsor and asking for their ideas or, or them volunteering the ideas as much as, you know, we have this new toy, we can do this, we can do that. So let's make it fit for, uh, for your sponsorship. So we had, um, one example that comes to mind, and this is again, something that creative services helped us with massively. Um, we have a, a hospital that had a an on-field game in 21 and it was just kind of, you know, stale, let's figure out something new to do. And so I'm going through the the content catalogs that you guys have and oh, what's this matching game? Uh, so we, we do the, the card matching games mm-hmm. sponsored by a local hospital and um, you know, it, it it's been a hit the last last two seasons, and you know we can we can change up what the icons are and that sort of thing. Um, so that's that's usually what happens is you know we we'll sign a contract or, or we'll we'll pitch let's do an on field game and this is a new thing we can do. Are you interested? Okay. Um, that's that's usually what happens as far as I know. I'm also not on the sales side, so I don't I don't know what. What ideas specifically come from what sponsors? Sometimes, okay. but uh, I, know in my, I know in my experience, especially talking about the board, um, we've been able to say, "Here are new capabilities we have. We can do such and such, and such cam, and you know it it looks better now that we have." proper cameras and that sort of thing.
1: Right. So you've probably got some sponsorships that existed already. Maybe they weren't new sponsorships that were brought into place just because there was new real estate or anything, but now it's maximizing right. what you can do for the existing sponsors with the space.
0: Exactly. And like I'm not sure how we handled um advertising content in twenty one and before as far as like switching out content. But like, sure. you know, it 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 doesn't take us anything for a, a sponsor to go, hey, can we change can we actually alternate when this ad plays <laughs> and instead of having to deal with a, uh, a playlist on an archaic playback system, that's also attached to our production stuff, our, our, uh, our, broadcast stuff. If we can just, you know, okay, well, this button is used on Mondays on, on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, and this button's used on Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and we just alternate, you know, keep, keep track of it in our, in our scripting. Um, so just having, having that flexibility for our sponsors has been huge.
2: I bet. Yeah, I was I was always kind of curious of the interactions between, like, yourself and marketing, too. Is it sometimes where your marketing comes with a whole bunch of ideas, yeah. <laughs> right, Do you, and you can say yes or no, that'll work, that doesn't work, or is it more hand-in-hand hand going to the sponsorships or how that interaction goes?
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't run into too many ideas directly from sponsors. Um, I don't know if that's just being filtered before it gets to me <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. or
2: what. Might be, yeah, maybe. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, usually what happens is one of our salespeople will come to me and go, hey, this uh, this sponsor wants to do an in-game XYZ. Do we know what that looks like? And I go, I either say, yes, we can do that, or yes, we can probably do that.
2: Oh, there you um, go.
0: That's usually what happens.
2: Nice. And then um, just thinking of, I know we always like to ask this um, towards the end of our episodes, but it's, it's advice, right? So if there's anyone out there that maybe – is at a minor league park or anything else and they just got a new video board from an old one maybe what advice would you give them uh to help be successful
0: i think we hit it earlier like good artists steal see what see what other teams do um talk to other teams pick brains network uh figure out what you can do that other venues are doing and and ideally what you can do better than Mm -hmm. other venues um if you were in a situation like Like we were back in 21 going into 22 where you're um, doing both your broadcast stuff for uh, streaming the actual games and your in-house displays, you know, especially with Dactronis come in and having the the stats support that we have in baseball, especially look into how those integrate. Like that might be the only pain point that we have um, between one room to the other is we have all the the data coming in from Dax stats as far as Runs his errors, ball strikes outs, that sort of thing. But we still have to input right now. And correct me if there's if there's a way to fix this. I would love to hear it. Uh, <laughs> we still have to do like manual input of batting averages and stuff on lower thirds for, for broadcast, which is not a huge deal. We can you know copy and paste with what we have. But at the same time, it'd be nice to not have to manually put in this guy's over one with a with a walk and a strikeout or whatever. So, um, but I know there are some solutions that you guys have for broadcast graphics i'd
1: say look into those okay so kind of see what else is out there have some ideas know what kind of uh, system you've got and how it communicates and and uh, kind of be ready, it sounds like. Be, be art ready of for the, what you've yeah. got going on.
2: Art of the steel. I like that. We said yeah. idea <laughs> hacking earlier, but I like
1: the art of the steel. <laughs> yeah, we'll use that one going yeah. forward. <laughs> yeah, um, Bradley, I, I just want to thank you for coming on and, and sharing all this information with you, with us about the Arkansas Travelers and everything you've been doing out there. It's It's been great for you to, to come on and share your thoughts, and thank you for taking the time. Sure, thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, Bradley. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dectronics Experience Podcast. Please subscribe at your favorite place to listen to podcasts to keep up with our latest episodes.